Money FM 89.3, I'm Clarissa Montero in the studio today with me for Health Suite, Assistant Professor Mohammad Rosman, Senior Consultant, Refractive Surgery Service, Singapore National Eye Centre. Now, our eyesight, obviously a big issue in Singapore. A lot of us wear glasses. So good afternoon, Professor, and thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me here. It's my pleasure. Okay, I am short-sighted and I think many of my contemporaries are also short-sighted. So one of the big questions for us continues to be LASIK. What to expect during and after surgery. You want to expand on, we were talking off mic about new technologies to LASIK. It's, it's been around for quite a while now. So what do we expect now? What's different from when LASIK first came out? I think firstly, LASIK has been around for more than 20 years already. Mm-hmm. The technology, I would say, has matured for the past uh, 20 years. Mm-hmm. When it first started off, we don't really know that much about LASIK, the effects, the long-term outcomes. Mm-hmm. And also, the technology has not really advanced. But now, I think we really know a lot about LASIK. Mm-hmm. Uh, the technology has advanced a lot. The lasers are much better, more efficient, more predictable. Um, we can reduce quite a number of the potential side effects that we used to see um, 20 years ago. Right. And also, it's much more safer now. I think, really, if you, if you look at LASIK now versus when we first started 20 years ago, it's really much more effective, much, much more predictable and safer. So would you say that those cases of people who have, what did you call them? Halos. Halos and, and adverse reactions to right. LASIK, that's much lower than it used to be. I see it much lower now, simply because of the way we do, we we perform LASIK, the laser itself. And also, we also know that certain groups, maybe they are at higher risk of this uh, halos and glare. Mm-hmm. Based on many years of data, we advise them maybe against doing LASIK or consider other procedures. And the laser itself, because of the, the advancement in lasers, now we are doing wavefront treatment, wavefront optimized. Um, aspheric treatment and this all this help to reduce this kind of aberrations or night vision symptoms like halo, glare and so on. So I mean it's not impossible for side effects to happen Sure. but I think the incidence is a lot lower than what we used to see uh, many years ago. Okay which is great news for somebody like me because I did consider LASIK when I was in my late 20s then I considered LASIK again in my mid 30s and I, I kept saying uh, I wait for more data because I'm a coward, right? And and I only have one pair of eyes. But now what you're saying is that it's that it is um, much lower occurrences of of issues that may arise. So what kind of percentages are we talking about? Do we have data on that? I think like in the Singapore National Eye Centre, we have data for the past uh, almost twenty years, and we we do monitor them. If you're looking at the success rate, it's almost 100% that mm. you can get you driving without need for spectacles. Oh, wow. And getting 6-6, six, six, the success rate is higher than 80%. Of course, the higher your degree, the success rate is a bit lower. But mm. it's not that you will not be able to see without spectacles. You can still see without spectacles. It's whether you can see 6-6 uh, six, six or 6-9 six, kind of thing. But I think getting you without spectacle, performing your daily activities... It's very close to 100%. So, okay, if somebody has got a very high um, degree, say Mm. 1,000 degrees, does LASIK still work for them? Okay, so a patient who has very high degree, whether we can do LASIK really depends on his status of his eye, the cornea. Okay. Because one major limiting factor is whether the cornea is suitable for LASIK when his degree is so high. Simply because the higher degree, 
the the more we have to laser, so mm. your cornea must be of a sufficient thickness. Okay. If your cornea is of, of a sufficient thickness, we can still perform lacing on you. But if your cornea is average or slightly thinner, we may not be able to perform LASIK. So I think it's not just purely the level of myopia, it's also the cornea, your cornea status that affects whether we can do LASIK for you safely. I see. We're talking to Assistant Professor Mohammed Rosman, Senior Consultant, Refractive Surgery Service, Singapore National Eye Centre. We're talking about LASIK and as LASIK is very popular now and very common and the cost has come down as well, many people who might not have considered it 10 years ago are now thinking it's, it's a day surgery, right? Yes, it is a day surgery. What do, do you think is good information for them to have? How many years does LASIK last before? Do you need to do it again? Is there correction to your vision that needs to be done? You, do you have to start wearing glasses again after 10 years? If you're talking about predictability or stability of LASIK, I think right now we know a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, my own data, is I hardly need to laser a patient again. The main key limiting factor is whether your degree is stable to begin with. Okay. Okay, if your degree was stable, that means your degree, for example, was 300 for the past few years and mm-hmm. has never changed. When we do LASIK, it's unlikely that your degree will change. Right. Correct your 300 degrees and you remain zero degrees for the for the rest of the years. But if your degree was not stable, for example, you are young, 20 years old, and your degree is not really stable, you may you may be increasing at a rate of, for example, 50 degrees, 25 degrees a year. Mm-hmm. When we laser you at that point in time, the changes can still be occurring. So that means that if your degree uh, has gone up, the difference will show up. Right. So for example, if you are 300 degrees at year 20, but you are going to be 400 degrees when you are 30 years old, mm-hmm. and you laser at 20 years old, the 100 degree difference will show up and therefore we will need to do enhancement for you 10 years later. So a lot really depends on how stable you are. Because of that, now we, we, we actually do not really laser, we don't laser or do LASIK for people who are too young, okay. less than 21 years old. We assume that above 21, uh, there's a higher chance that your degree is more stable. But even so, uh, we need to really interview you, talk, talk to you and ask about your stability. If your degree was stable, chances are there's a high chance that you probably will not need enhancement surgery again. So you're looking at a stability of your degree, right? Is, yes. is there a specific age where that starts to happen? Where your degree suddenly, not suddenly, but then hits a point where it doesn't really deteriorate very much? Well, it's hard to really predict what your degree will be 10 years later kind mm-hmm. of thing. But in general, the older you are, the more likely your degree is stable. Okay. When you're 21 years old and above, there's a high chance that 80% of uh, patients who are 21 years old and above, their degree is relatively stable. Mm-hmm. Um, the older you are, the more stable it is because likely your degree has reached its maximum kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So it really depends on various factors. And of course, also depends on your activities. If you have done LASIK but you still uh, do not take care of your eyes, you do a lot of near work and so on, there's always a chance that your myopia can still recur. Yeah. But as I mentioned, I think if we, if we, if we only if you treat patients who are very stable, the, the degree is very stable, uh, of, a, of a certain age, the chance of uh, needing treatment again is much lower. It's not, of course, it's not 100% guaranteed, sure. but it's lower. Is there a magic age range where you should do 
LASIK beyond which maybe it's not so good for you or, or more complications might come into play? Well, there's no upper limit if you're if you're talking about. The upper limit, generally, there's two really real type of upper limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the definite upper limit is when you have cataracts because once you have cataracts the, the treatment is a cataract surgery not okay. LASIK and this generally happens to most people when they are in the mid-50s onwards. The other possible limiting factor is press biopia. Press biopia means you need reading glasses for near. Mm-hmm. So when you do LASIK at when you are press biopic it doesn't solve your press biopic problem. Okay. We can treat you for distance but you will still need to wear reading glasses so that may also deter some people from doing LASIK. Having said that if you're done LASIK, it means that you solve one problem. Instead of having two problems, you only have one. So and you just need to concentrate only on your, on your near. Okay. I, I, okay, I can understand what you're saying. Now, if you are in the upper limits, as you're saying, so somebody in that maybe early 60s, considering LASIK, you know, the start of the onset of cataracts are in play, do they still, would you still recommend LASIK? Are there other procedures for them? In general, uh, for me, mm-hmm. once I see a patient who's above uh, 50 I really advise them to really consider whether they really want to do LASIK because the chance of developing cataract is higher at that age group. Okay. And doing a cataract surgery can also treat your myopia at the same time. So why go for two surgeries when you can just do one surgery? One. Okay. So at that point in time, I will have a really serious discussion with these patients. But having said that, some patients will still proceed with LASIK because they think that they want to correct their, their vision now mm-hmm. rather than wait a few years and not knowing when they will develop cataract. Sure. But I think the discussion is, is such that we have to inform our patients so at least they have an informed decision of what they want to do. Some will decide, I think maybe I'll just wait a couple of years because maybe I will have cataract and I'll just do a cataract surgery when I have cataract. Okay, a lot of people actually have this question. I've been wearing contact lenses every day for the last 15 years. Mm. Does that affect my viability to do LASIK? Okay, wearing contact lens per se does not affect whether you can do LASIK or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you wear contacts for too long, sometimes there may be changes on your cornea and that sometimes may make surgery a bit more difficult. In particular, if you wear for too long, what happens is that you will get fine, very fine blood vessels growing into your cornea Mm -hmm. and this may make the surgery a little bit more difficult. It's not impossible. I've done a lot of patients actually which I have are all chronic contact lens users okay. which cannot <laughs> cannot tolerate contact lens anymore and they decide to come. It just makes the surgery a bit more difficult. Okay. Having said that, if you are wearing contact lens for so many years and you are totally dependent on contact lens, these are actually the type of people who actually will benefit a lot from LASIK actually. Right. Because uh, the risk of long-term contact lens issue is a lot higher mm-hmm. like dry eyes, allergy, uh, infection. So these are the type of people who actually, who actually benefit, will benefit from LASIK, actually. That's great. We're talking to Assistant Professor Mohammad Rosman, Senior Consultant, Refractive Surgery Service, Singapore National Eye Centre. So you see a lot of patients over the years, right? Yes. What are some of their biggest worries or concerns before they decide to have LASIK? Okay, so there's always this psychological fear. A lot of them have to cross this psychological barrier. They are always worried about uh, surgery on their eye, whether they may go blind, mm-hmm. whether uh, they will develop serious complications. I think these are some of the, one of the main factors which prevent a person from doing LASIK. But of course, um, once you decide to do once you decide to do LASIK, then the next thing is they're concerned about what will happen during the surgery itself. Uh, they're always worried about pain during the surgery. They're always worried about anything will go wrong during the surgery. So these are some of the concerns that patients worry about. Then of course, after surgery, they are just, how, how's my recovery going to be like? How mm-hmm. fast can I go back to work? How soon can I start using my computer, watch TV and so on? So these are some of the 
concerns that they have in general. Is it better to do both eyes or one at a time? Nowadays, the, the success rate is so high, mm-hmm. I hardly have any patients who, who, who want to do one eye at a time. <laughs> I mean, you do one at a time means you go through the process twice. Right. Most people will just want to get it over and done with. And uh, yeah. And, and really, the, the, it's so fast now. I just did a number of LASIK just before I, come, I came here. Right. So um, nowadays, I think the, the, the surgery is so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more um, effective, predictable, safer. I think most people will go for both eyes at the same time. Of course, there are individuals that may want to do one eye at a time just to make sure that everything's okay one eye before they do the other eye. But I think these are a minority nowadays. Okay. And what is the downtime, realistically? If I go in, it's a day surgery, my, I'm scheduled in the morning, I've got an eye patch I'm on for how long? There's no eye patch. No eye patch, <laughs> wow! You do a surgery, you can wear a sunglass and go back. Okay. It's, you you can see, I mean, it, but it may not be very clear, but okay. you can see and get back. Um, usually, I advise a patient to rest on the day itself. Okay. Because sometimes they may have some discomfort, mm-hmm. uh, some tearing. Vision may not be so clear yet but by next day most patients are actually very good I mean they can function almost normally can see very well I would say 95% of the vision will have returned mm-hmm. uh, high percentage do see 6-6 on the first day but I think going back to work I would usually ask them to go back to work the following day that means the the third day after surgery that's not very long at all no that's actually and yeah. it's okay to be in front of computers and whatever once they go back to work yes but I always caution that Try not to spend too long, take more breaks in the beginning mm-hmm. until their eyes are accustomed to the vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they can go back to work, but do not spend like 10 hours on the computer. Maybe after an hour, take a break for a while, get your eyes used to it. And gradually over time, you can return back to your normal activities. I think what is important to note is physical activity. I mean, you can do your normal sedentary activity, but in terms of sports, like swimming, like okay. rough sports, contact sports, I think that you probably have to lay off a bit longer. Okay. How about driving? Driving, um, I have patients who drive in the next day, so it really depends on your vision the next day and how comfortable you are with the vision. But I think driving is not really an issue. Okay. Good recovery I think by next day You should be able to drive ready Okay so I'm a golfer Yes Sunshine Whatever right So if I have LASIK How many days do I have to wait Before I can go back And play golf I think golf is not A contact sport um, Unlikely that somebody Will hit your eye mm-hmm. um, I think if your vision Is back to normal And there's not much Glare with sunlight Easily by Within a week You should be able To get back to golf Some even earlier So that's actually Very very short downtime Almost no downtime yeah, for most activities, there's no downtime. But okay. for certain physical activities, water sports... Uh, okay, so a... I won't go diving for at least a week. <laughs> <laughs> a month. Diving is a month. Oh, okay. Diving is a month. We are talking to Assistant Professor Mohammad Rosman, Senior Consultant and Head Refractive Surgery Service, Singapore National Eye Centre. How about patients with things like diabetes and other medical issues? Sure. Is it still okay for them? Okay, so I think when we do, when we before we even certify that you're suitable for LASIK mm-hmm. um, at the Singapore National Eye Centre, we do a thorough eye check. That means we we do a full eye check for you to determine that there's no other eye problems. Because I think if you do have other eye problems, then we may you may have to be treated for for these eye problems first. In general, a person who is stable, for example, a person with very mild diabetes with no eye symptoms, 
he can, we can do LASIK for this person. Um, however, if the person has vision is poor because of diabetes, uncontrolled diabetes with eye, eye problems, then I wouldn't advise doing a surgery on this patient because simply because that is not the main problem affecting right. him. We have to treat the potential side-threatening complications of diabetes like retinopathy. And if you have glaucoma, I think we need to really treat your glaucoma first. So I think in general, if you have uncontrolled or... Uh, uh, potential side-threatening complication, uh, eye problems which need treatment, I wouldn't advise you to go for LASIK. But if you are genuinely well, you have, mid, you have like, for example, like high blood pressure or diabetes which, which with no eye problems, you can still go for LASIK. Okay. Assistant Professor Mohammad Rosman, thank you so much for coming and talking to us on Money FM 89.3. This has been very, very uh, enlightening for me since... LASIK's been something I've been quite uh, cowardly about in the <laughs> last years. Thank you very much. Okay, welcome.